Welcome to Creative Natural Living by Thea Stone. Welcome and this episode it's going to be a little look into the shallow side. I've had quite the week of integrating shadow and having it manifest physically as well. Uh, But before I talk about that, I'm going to backtrack a little bit to give some context. For about a week prior to all this starting, so maybe about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I've been having issues with um, negative energy in the house, and particularly at night, and triggering really deep fear in my belly, and feeling the need to put up all kinds of protection around the house, putting salt, you know, um, feathers, um, pine cones with Palo Santo oil, sage, you know, all these things. And for a while it worked. Uh, It'll be a bit on and off, but I did notice a difference. But then um, a week ago, I got a really nasty bite from what I think is a horsefly, from what I've researched. And I've not had a reaction like this before. It was, mm, let's see, it was probably about a, a five, maybe six inch radius circle, which went red. And uh, it's just sort of below my left knee, so it would affect my ability to walk. It was swollen. Um, it didn't look infected per se, but um, it was it was not good, and it really um, made me quite exhausted and ungrounded, and I just felt really off. And I could tell that my body was processing, you know, poison effectively, you know. And for the first couple of days, I had to I had to sort of step away from work. I had to lie down, really sort of do the bare minimum, take care of myself, have baths and stuff like this. And I knew intuitively that I had to deal with this naturally um, because I I'm stepping away from pharma and I knowing I know a little bit about herbs now to be able to figure out a few things that and to have a few things in stock that I could use to deal with this and at first I I made up a balm with coconut oil and some essential oils and herbs and and aloe vera oil and stuff like that and it looked like for the first couple of days it made a bit of difference but not a huge amount of difference. It's like the swelling, because initially it was really hot. I mean, really hot, the area, and it was the skin was really tight because of the swelling. And I noticed that the swelling went down, but the area of effect grew because um, it had been much smaller, maybe a, th- a three-inch radius. Um, and, you know, I'd been having baths with um, dandelion tea in it, um, and some oils again, and that seemed to help. But um, there was something in my mind that was thinking maybe, 
increasing the circulation was helping it spread. Um, so even though the inflammation went down because of the dandelion and whatnot, um, the area was spreading, right? And so during this time where it was like kind of on and off, whether I felt like I was making a difference with it, um, I noticed a lot of conditioning coming up, like little voice in my head would say, well, if it's not looking better by this date, maybe I should see the doctor or maybe I should take one of my antihistamines that I have for when I had hives, which I haven't had for a while. Um, and I know it's really strong, so... Um, and I, I noticed this stuff coming up. It's like this lack of trust and this conditioning because we've, you know, I've been, like many of us, conditioned to believe that, you know, as soon as there's anything that looks wrong with the body, you've got to go and report it to the doctor. And I knew, I knew in my heart what they would do is they would just want to put me on antibiotics or something like that. And I know that that just contributes to the whole resistance strains and it's also really bad for the body it like kills a really good gut flora and god knows what else right and and then you're susceptible thing to things like thrush and and all of that it just leaves a, a vacuum for the not so nice or microorganisms to sort of take over right and so i knew i didn't want to do that but there was this real sort of like felt really tested um, dealing with this and after a few days I felt guided to, to, to look at more options to see if there was something else because I thought well maybe it's infected it's like maybe I've got a bacterial thing going on and so one of the things that came up straight away was honey and I've been using turmeric, and I know that that's good because it deals with inflammation, it's antiseptic and all of that. And so I, I mixed the, after some advice from someone, I, I mixed the two together and I started putting it on my leg. And then I also uh, started using ice in between treatments. But there was also something else that, sort of came along with this, I also knew that as well as being tested on my conditioning with, you know, the whole farmer versus natural thing, that this was also a manifestation of shadow that needed to be integrated, needed to be dealt with. And so at first I, I held space I was doing the sort of inner child work and I was thinking, well, what are some of the early memories of of sides of myself that I didn't want to look at or I was ashamed of or, or you might just typically call shadow, right? And I started looking at them and holding the me that was then and telling her that she is loved and accepted and it's okay to come home. And I did that work and it felt like a good step, but it wasn't it wasn't deep enough. And then when I was in the bath, and this was the time when I was thinking maybe 
I'm increasing the circulation and I'm not sure if that's it's helping and I sort of came to the conclusion I'm going to try ice next. During that session, um, I, I went to the, the part of me that was, when I was around sort of 15 to 18 years old, where, who was self-harming, because I was thinking, well, you know, a sort of really dark time and shadow time for me in my life was when I was really depressed as a teenager, and I was self-harming, and I, I'd gone on a medication and... Uh, antidepressant on a really high dose called Siroxat and this was actually ended up after, way after this happened to me being in the news as, as one of those med antidepressants that actually was associated with increased self-harm and and suicide rates even though the doctors would say actually no that's you know not right and all of this you know controversy right um but I was on that at a high rate and I went into uh, a really sort of deep, I think fugue state is really it. Um, at the time I was dealing with anorexia and bulimia and I'd been in hospital and I'd reached my target weight and I wasn't dealing with it very well. And uh, that in combination with with this state I ended up in on my meds, sent me into this self-harm frenzy where I just cut every part of my body I didn't like because I didn't like the fact that I had weight on there. And when I came out of that state and I realized what I'd done to myself, and I'd never harmed myself like that before, the kind of harm I'd done for the most part was more like cat scratches, you know, I had done deep cuts in my body. And these are ones that I still have today, you know, they haven't healed. And so as I was sitting in the bath, um, but yeah, just to go back, um, when I came out of that state, I that's when I decided that I'm just taking myself off the meds. And I, I, never, I never did anything like that again, you know. Um, and that's another example of a time in my life where I, I realized that, you know, the pharmacological way was not the way for me, that I would rather deal with my natural rhythms as low as I would get because I understood them and I wouldn't be so cut off from my feelings and then have these bursts of unprocessable emotion that I would do something like that to myself, you know? Yeah, and so anyway, coming back forward, when I was in the bath, I I just sat there and started putting my hand on all my scars and telling them I loved them. And that seemed really important. But again, it wasn't deep enough. And then I realized it was something that was beyond this lifetime. It was a shadow from another lifetime that I've had where I was in a, um, what you call a dumb, a deep underground military base. And during that lifetime, I was very psychic as well. And I was in isolation, but I could feel and hear the thoughts and feelings of the, the people in the other cells around me. And I've always struggled with that, with that time because 
there's a sort of block that's been there. I remember some of it, but it's like a always been a part of me that's not wanted to look too deep because I know that something really affected me in that place. Um, and I don't know if it's because they did something like they tried to alter me or they tried to um, torture me or, or, or whatever it was or whether that was going on in the place and I picked up on it and that was torture enough for a psychic person, you know. But anyway, I was a prisoner, you know, and I was trying to get out, and I did get out eventually, but it was um, a really dark time, and there's always been this worry that, you know, what if they did something to me and I don't remember? Uh, what if there is this split personality and I don't know it's there unless it gets triggered? You know, all of these things, and it's like this fear, this shadow, they needed to come up and be healed. And so what I did was I decided to give her a face and a name so I could talk to her. And so I I was I thought about characters that I I know and, you know, films or movies or whatever. And the one that I resonated with that I felt, you know, shared some overlap or some energetic resonance was um, from a, a TV series called uh, Person of Interest. There's a character there called Root. She's um, a real sort of hacker, um, but also obviously been, yeah, something happened to her, made her a little bit twisted, but she kind of, you know, ended up on... I guess you might say the right side of things in the end, but they also think about her energy that 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 felt right, and so I visualized this part of my shadow as her, and then just started talking to her and and feeling her energy and and working through the the fear of that that shadow, and then feeling what it felt like to imagine looking through her eyes. Like she was, her image was overlaid on my body and what it felt like to have her, almost that aspect of my soul in the same space as the rest of me instead of being split off and isolated and um, wanting to come home but me being too afraid to let it happen, right? So I've been working with that a lot Um dealing with the acceptance of you know what happened to me and that yeah this is this was real and 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 having that sort of deeper level of uh, connection to it and the day after that's when I saw significant improvement in my leg it's like I was guided to try the right things physically and I was guided to process the right things emotionally and spiritually. And it's been a really powerful but very um, wearing week because of that. I ended up talking about this in, in a group that I'm involved in and uh, that we meet every week. 
and these kind of things are open and uh, yeah I, I actually talked about it for the first time I've not really talked about the fact that you know I was in one of these places and and I think just the ability to vocalize it even though I've known it for such a long time has been such a healing process and I was really really worn out about it you know after I'd done it and uh, it's like I had to shake this uh, tension out of my body like I'd been in a state of anxiety and was calming down and the body was like wanting to shake you know and then I ended up having incredibly powerful incredibly powerful dreams and I don't remember them but I just know that I woke up thinking I hadn't had anything like that in a while and wishing that I could remember it but there was a lot of light involved I know it was really positive and I woke up feeling like I wanted to celebrate and now it's my leg is almost entirely I mean apart from a slight slight pink coloration in the area the swelling's gone the pain's gone it's 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 on its way out And I, I feel that I've been noticing that in other people who are awake and processing this week, that they've been dealing with other insect bites or other ailments that are coming up and not going away in the usual manner. And I found it very interesting that it seems to be a common theme here that the, the, the shadow is manifesting in the physical and we're attracting things like insects to show us something about what needs to be healed and processed, what, what's attracting that into our life. And since I've done this work, I've not been feeling the negative energy in the house. And if I find that I, I habitually go there going, oh, this is the kind of time where something would happen, I've just been pulling in this aspect and imagining her with me. Excuse me. Um... And suddenly I feel protected and strong and able to face even if there was something here. But I, I'm suspecting that what I was feeling was her. She was wanting to come home and I wasn't ready. Um, I was afraid and it was triggering me. And so even though it was tough, this has made me whole or a, a, at least a, a good stage closer to it because it's always the darker the shadow aspects that are the hardest to integrate because um, there is this habit of not wanting to admit that there there is this uh, side to us because I think there's a difference between shadow and evil but I think we get them confused you know, how we process pain and what we do with our lives can be over a wide variety, a wide spectrum of things. We can choose to internalize, we can choose to externalize. We can choose to blame ourselves, to hate ourselves, to self-harm in a myriad of ways. You don't have to cut yourself to do that. You can just not look after yourself. Um 
or you can externalize and then blame other people and shout at them or hit them or do something to them to get it out of your system to not have to admit that that is a part of you to project it out because it's too painful to have it in your system and these are two strategies that we use but they're both the sort of center point and a way of healing of that is self-love because if you have self-love you're not going to harm yourself and you're not going to tolerate somebody harming you and if you have self-love then you're willing to look at yourself and and care for yourself as you heal you prioritize your healing and so you don't have to project it on others but then there's the other spectrum of light and and dark good and evil and these are all roles and anything just because you have trauma, just because you've had really dark times doesn't make you evil. What makes you evil is what you do and where you go with your mind and your thoughts and your actions and your emotions and your spirit. Basically, where you choose to serve. You can be going through some dark times, but you're serving light. You're going towards the light. And you can be steeped in abundance, but you could have come through it through nefarious reasons. I've, I've witnessed so many dark things in this lifetime and others, and I have come across what I believe is evil or at least extremely dark and it's different because I'm coming from a place where I want to grow, I want to heal, I want to live and there were times where I didn't because I didn't know how to fit into this world Um. But I never wanted to do harm. And in times that I did, it was, you know, I felt appalled and, and ashamed and I knew that was not the path for me. But there are those who have either been harmed so much, that's all they know. It's like I have been harmed, so I will harm others mentality or even been in such a low vibration they were easy to possess. I, I'm sure I've witnessed possession um, because I'm sure that I've been attacked through others who were in low vibration. Uh, they were using those low vibration people around me to attack me, so I'm sure I've seen that. And it is a, a very different energy, it's a very different motivation. It is about destruction. It is about misery and torment. And these are very different things. 
Now, I could say I do have my suspicions that when I was depressed, it's possible that I was being influenced to think, you know, the worst things of buying into it. It's totally possible that when I was in that state that I was uh, being affected in that way. Um, but there's a difference between a being that wants to increase the misery in the world and a person who's feeling misery. But I think that uh, we get so confused by the these things, the shadow and evil, that we conflate the two and we're worried about looking at the shadow because we're worried about finding out that we're evil in some level. And for very, very many of us, it's not going to be the case, you know. And I think if it is the case, you've probably got many signs that it is already. But it's a tough one to look at because either way it it reminds us that these forces are out there and that could be scary but by processing our inner shadow we actually make ourselves less vulnerable because we don't have these uh, elements in our field that are not integrated which can then be used as like gateways in to get to us you know if we have our shadow integrated then it can work with us against such things but if it's not then it, it's like a weak point in the chain um, and then we become vulnerable to if we go somewhere where there is some not so good energy or whatever the case may be you know so yeah so a lot of processing this week and you know I've had to take it easy because it has taken it out of me but this is all like necessary thing things in the same way that you know there are some practices by some tribes and groups of people where they will actually ingest poison as like either a rite of passage or um as a process of strengthening the body somehow and it, it feels like that it feels like um something had to manifest to get my attention because i wasn't dealing with it uh, when it came to me in in spirit, just in spirit form, and so it had to become physical to really just like make it obvious that this is what I need to focus on, and I'm not going to get away with just uh, ignoring it. Um, so, yeah, these things are important, and it feels like it's been a week of this. I've I've been hearing other people talking about how, you know, difficult stuff has been coming up to be processed. So I think it's in the air. But I wanted to share this because I wanted other people to, to know that um, they're not alone with it. And my thoughts that have come up this week, you know, in case it's useful. So that's the episode for this week. Um, thank you for listening. 
and I'll catch you next time. Bye. If you like what you're hearing and want to support my work and unlock more content, you can find me on Patreon at patreon.com slash creative natural living.